teaching message, uh, again, uh, half teaching, half preaching, uh, that I would like to share with you tonight. And uh, it is something that, uh, that I have uh, not really uh, heard the way I want to present it tonight before, and I uh, feel like that God has uh, quickened my heart, and uh, so I want you to be open-hearted and open-minded to what God wants to say to us tonight. Praise the Lord. If you'll turn in, uh, with me in your Bibles, and if you did not bring your Bible, you're welcome to follow along on the screen, to Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to begin reading in verse 25. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. I'll have a lengthy reading tonight. We'll go all the way to the end of the chapter to verse 34. The Bible says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought of your, for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on it. Uh, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather unto barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them, are not ye much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Wherefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that which you have need of all of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow or for morrow, for morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I want to speak, if I could title this, I want to speak uh, for a few moments tonight about unseen blessing. Unseen blessing. And uh, if you will turn around, shake somebody's hand, be sincere, and tell them I'm happy to see you. In the house of the Lord, you may be seated after you do that. There was a woman many years ago, she was a bird watcher. And she was particularly fascinated with a bird called the Mexican wren. And the Mexican wren's greatest population is... Uh, concentrated in old Mexico. And so this lady, she packed up some belongings and uh, took care of some time off of work. And she went to old Mexico uh, to uh, observe the Mexican wren in its own environment. And, and one of the, the noteworthy things about the Mexican wren is it has a very beautiful song. And so as this lady was out in the, uh, the, the desert area where this, this bird, particular bird, is found. She was listening to the song, and and she kept notice. She noticed one thing about it is it sings very softly. So after much time, she finally went into town and she borrowed an amplifier. And she placed the microphone very close to the nest of that bird. And within a few days, 
of the bird got used to the microphone and began to sing. And through that microphone, that lady was able to hear the entire song of a Mexican wren from beginning to end. And one of the things that she remarked that was so beautiful about the song, one of the things that she said is, is the most beautiful part of that entire bird's song was the part I could not hear with my natural ear. The most beautiful part of what that bird did, I could not hear it until I amplified that bird's song. You see, the human ear only can hear about nine and a half octaves. Now, if you hear me sing, you will hear the tenth octave, because I have my own. I have an octave that nobody else, I guarantee you, you cannot touch my octave. It's not because it's so great, and it's not because it's so wonderful, but believe me, if you combined a pack of rabbit dogs, a skill saw, and a jet engine, you could get close. But a bullfrog, everybody knows what a bullfrog is. I'm not going to ask you if you like frog legs. I might, that's nasty, just put it that way. But anyway, I know people in South Louisiana eat things. <laughs> I don't have to ask who likes them. <laughs> but a bullfrog, when it croaks, it croaks lower than the lowest note on a piano. In fact, certain of the bullfrogs can croak so low that they're below our octave hearing, therefore we don't hear them. Also, a cricket, a cricket will chirp, and crickets can chirp very high. In fact, they can, they can chirp higher than the highest note on a piano, but sometimes crickets can chirp so high-pitched that we cannot hear them. They're out of the range of our hearing. And you say, well, what's all that about? In our text that we read tonight, Jesus acknowledges the fact that humankind, that human people, that humanity has a very small range in which we operate. We have a very small range in our minds. We have a very small range in our hearing. So he used, in the scripture text that I read out of tonight, is smack dab in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Have y'all ever heard of the Sermon on the Mount? Jesus, I want you to see and get the story. Jesus is, is, is out in the wilderness sitting on the side of a mountain or a hill, depending on what part of the world and what you call a mountain. And there's a group of Jewish people in front of them. And Jesus recognizes the fact that in their mind and in their hearing, they have a very small range. And so he begins to use the Sermon on the Mount as a tool, as a sermon to begin to make them stretch the horizons of their thinking. You see, it wasn't just that their audible hearing had a very small range, but our hearing of the Word of God our understanding of the Word of God, our relationship uh, to, with God is sometimes confined in a very short range. And if you're good and confused, I'll, uh, hopefully in just a moment uh, you'll understand. So Jesus uses a certain, the Sermon on the Mount and begins to teach them and begins to preach them things they've never heard before. He begins to tell them things that's going to stretch 
their mind. He's going to, he begins to tell them things that's going to, uh, to change some of the ways that they think. And so Jesus is telling these Jewish people, you can't stay where you've been. You can't stay in this parameter of hearing. Not just audibly what we hear, like you hear my voice, but when the Word of God speaks, you can't stay in just a parameter. You have to stretch. You have to open your mind. You have to open your heart to what the Word of God says. And if you will do that, then there are unseen blessings. There are blessings that we don't have in our lives because we have not reached the depth of where that blessing waits. Just hold on a second. How many times, I can tell you actually, uh, how many times? Six times in the book of Matthew, Jesus makes this comment. You have heard, he fills in the blank, but then he says, but I say unto you something different. So I want to read a couple of them tonight. Matthew 5, 21 and 22. The Bible says, you have heard that it was said by them of old time that thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, notice, but I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And I'm not going to finish that verse. But notice what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, 43 and verse 44. But ye have heard as it been said that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. But my point is, Jesus is telling these Jewish people that have been now almost 400 years without a word of God, and he is saying, I know that you have been taught the word of God. I know that you have lived for God. I know that you have engaged a relationship with God. I know that you have done what you have been instructed to do. You have sacrificed. You have gone to the temple. You have heard the law read. But what I am saying is, now it's time to grow a little bit more. No longer is the relationship with God that you've had going to be sufficient for the blessings that you need to receive in your future. Now we have to expand your horizons. We have to expand your mind. We have to expand the way you think so that you can receive the blessings that I have for you. Amen. So he so God so 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 Jesus is sitting here and he's telling them that your mindset has become a limitation. Jesus has a whole new testament a whole new covenant he's ready to engage. But the mindset that they were in would not work in the new covenant. So Jesus is sitting on the side of the mountain, preaching to these people, trying to get them to, to understand that there's a deeper relationship with God, there's a higher relationship with God that you can have. But you're going to have to open your mind. You have to stretch a little bit. You're going to have to... It's uncomfortable sometimes. Stretching is not real comfortable, especially when you're out of physical shape like I am. 
If I was to get up here and do 20 minutes of calisthenics, I would make it through five, and you could call 911. Stretching is not comfortable. Stretching your mind sometimes is not easy, but it is time that we begin to understand that God is bigger than we see him right now. And there are blessings, there are unseen blessings that God wants us to have in our lives. There is covenants that God wants us to engage in our lives. There are, there are principles that God wants us to live by, but our current mindset will not work with them. So it's time to stretch. I may get in trouble, but uh, everybody all right? Okay. Smile, nod, something. Uh, I hope I'm not losing. Am I losing anybody? Okay, as long as you're with me, then you don't have to respond. If I start losing, you just raise your hand and say, you're losing me, and that way I'll, I'll know. So Jesus is telling us that beyond your relationship with God right now, Beyond what you have with God right now, there is blessings that you don't have. Beyond where you're at right now, just a little further out of reach from where you're at in a relationship with God, there's blessings that we don't have. They're unseen. You say, well, Brother Mary, what, they, what are they? I don't know. I can't tell you. But there are blessings from God that are outside of your relationship with God. Because we hear, not just hearing audibly, but when we, when the Bible says, you remember in Revelation it says, he that hath an ear, let him hear. You know, our understanding, our comprehension of the word of God puts us in a parameter. It puts us in a, from the lowest octave to the highest octave of our understanding. And Jesus is saying, past that, there are blessings that are unseen by you that he wants to put into your life. And so Jesus tells them and challenges them, open your mind. Open your mind to places it's never been in God. I want to add that disclaimer. I want to read Matthew 5, 3 through 11. These are things that Jesus how many of you have ever heard of the Beatitudes? I mean, surely everybody's heard of the Beatitudes. But notice what Jesus is saying here. Blessed or, or blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. So Jesus is opening this new crazy concept. That if you will do certain things, you have been, they've been taught to hate their enemies. Now Jesus is changing their mind and saying, if you will bless them that curse you, there is a blessing to that. 
if you will love them that hate you, there's a blessing. Do you see those blessings were unseen before the revelation of Jesus on the, on the side of the mountain uh, preaching and teaching this sermon? They had never heard that stuff before. They had never heard that they should love their enemy. They'd never heard that. But if you, if, when they started engaging it, when they started loving their enemies, then they started being blessed with blessings they never saw before. So there are blessings. I hope I'm communicating. There are blessings, there are miracles that God wants to do in everybody in this building. Your miracle of healing, your miracle of provision, your children coming back to God, your, your, your provision miracle, your mindset miracle, whatever it you need from God may only be right under the surface of where you're at right now in your relationship with God. And if we stay there, we never get it. We never get to that place. Uh, if we stay in a state of a relationship with God where we don't move forward. Brother Murphy's already mentioned the service uh, last Wednesday night when he talked about the seed. And, and uh, it's incredible. And I was actually, as I was thinking about this, that sermon came to my mind that you can't stop growing. Your relationship with God never stops growing, ever. But yet Jesus is, is telling us that we will get to this, this place in our relationship with God that we put God in a parameter, we put him in the parameter of our understanding, and our miracle may be just beyond that. And so it's time to open our minds and our hearts a little bit to get a deeper relationship with God. I've been, I've been, Brother Merrill, I've been serving God for 50 years. That's fine. Praise God. I'm happy for you. But there's more of God than what you have. If you've been serving God for 60 years or six days, there's more of God than what you have. Why would you be happy to live beneath the blessing of God for your life? Why would you be content to say that I'm happy to stay right here and when I have obtained all the blessings that God has for my parameter of thinking, then I'm done? Not me. I want everything that God has for me because if God has it for me, then it is nothing but good. And so I want what God has, which means that I have to dig deeper, which means I have to go higher than where I'm currently at because there are blessings when we open our minds and engage another level in a relationship with God. These Jewish people sat on the side of that hill and they listened to Jesus teach them. They listened to Jesus explain all of these crazy new things that he was saying about love your enemy and, and do good than them that do bad to you and, and all this stuff. And, and I'm sure they were sitting there going, man, this guy has flipped his lid. 
you mean so-and-so, my enemy? Why, bless God, if I ever catch them out in the woods alone, I'll show them. So Jesus comes in and revolutionizes their mind and says, start loving them. You might as well, you bait them. Talking about enemies. There are blessings that are just out of sight of your there are they're, they're just out of reach. And it's not that God's putting them there dangling a carrot in front of us. But he has put them there so that when we get to that place in our relationship with God, it's already there. There's a story about some people that were digging for, uh, for oil, actually drilling for oil. I happen to know the people involved. Um, and they stopped this well some 200 feet before they hit the oil. They got to the bottom of their parameter before they, before they hit what they were looking for. And oftentimes I think that's where we, what happens to us in our relationship with God. We stop just before our next blessing, just before the next miracle that God has for us. And so we have, uh, we have missed, we've missed so many things that God wants us to have in our lives to bring beauty to us, to bring beauty and peace and joy and happiness into our lives by stopping in our relationship with God. Jesus clearly states that we need to put first things first. There's a crazy concept that Jesus introduces in our text tonight. He said, take no thought for your life. Don't worry about you. Isn't that crazy? What do you spend all your time worrying about? You. You worry about everything about you. You worry about everything about your family. And I understand those things. But, but Jesus is saying this crazy concept, don't worry about you. Don't take thought about you. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about your provision. Don't worry about your home. Don't worry about these things. We're going to have to start stretching. Our minds are going to have to be open to a new concept. It's actually not new, but it's new to us. A new concept in our relationship with God. Jesus said, don't worry about these things. First of all, you don't have that much control over them anyway. Verse 27, can you add one cubit to your statue? Can you make yourself look bigger in anybody else's eyes? Can you make yourself more important? Can you make yourself more prestigious or more powerful? The answer is no. God is in charge of all of that. But verse 33, here's the concept. We quote it, but this is what I want to do tonight. This is the whole point of everything I've said is I don't want us to walk away tonight and say, boy, Brother Merrill did good. Boy, Brother Merrill did bad. Boy, I was bored out of my mind the whole time he talked. That's not what I'm interested in. What I want to see somebody here do tonight 
is to apply this principle to their life. As Jesus sat on the side of that mountain and taught those people, he didn't teach them principles. He didn't teach them the word of God for them to feel better about themselves. He didn't teach it, and he didn't tell them so he could say, I've done my job. He taught them and he showed it to them so they would apply it to their life so their relationship with God would grow so they would get to the next level of the blessing that God had for them. Okay? So what I want you to hear tonight of all that I've said, of all of my rambling, is verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom. Now, I know that's a stretch because I also know that we all say that that's what we do. I have said many times that I I want to seek first the kingdom, and I try in my way to apply it. But tonight, starting tonight, not only in my life but in the life of you you good people, Let's apply this concept, and let's let God become the most important thing to us. Let's sell out to the will of God. Let's sell out to the purpose of God. Let's sell out to the word of God. Let's sell out to the blessings that God has for us. Thank you. I was hoping for a few more, but the, the, the will of God, the purpose of God is the most important thing that we have, and our relationship with God is the most important thing that we have. And so in our relationship with God, as we progress, God has planted blessings. God has planted and put in our relationship little treasures. It's things for us. It kind of makes the journey sometimes worthwhile. That we know that if we dig so deep, that there's something there that's going to enrich our life besides the relationship with God. But it's blessings. And so, uh, so let's, let's seek first the kingdom. Let's seek first the kingdom and let's see what unseen blessings wait for us. Our relationship with God is the most important. If we take the concept that Brother Murphy taught last week, that we never stop growing, we should never, we should never get out of a state of blessing. Because if we receive more blessing, the, the, the bigger that we get, if the more that we grow in God, the more blessing we receive, if that's true, then as you grow in God, you should get blessing. You grow blessing, you grow blessing. So if you wonder in your life where is the blessing of God, then maybe you should look and ask, am I growing? Because if we're growing, then God is going to bless us. Does that mean life gets perfect? No. Does that mean everything's rosy? No, it doesn't mean everything's easy, but it means that your life is a, a life of blessing. It is a blessed life that, that God blesses you. 
that things happen that are unexplainable. And it happens because God is blessing you because you're growing in your relationship with God. We should live in a state of perpetual blessing. The Bible, when in, in our scripture reading, in the text that we read uh, and we read tonight, the Bible is so, Jesus is so uh, thorough in, in what he's trying to explain and what he's trying to tell us is that we should not worry about the things that are temporal, but worry about the things that are eternal. Our focus should be on eternal things, things that last, things that are going to uh, keep us, things that are going to enrich our lives. And, and I'm ready for, not only in my life, but in everybody in here's life, for us to stop, I don't want to say it that way, for us to engage a relationship with God that brings blessing. The children of God should be the most blessed people on the face of the earth. We should have more blessing than anybody. We should be the happiest people. Is anybody happy tonight? Is there any joy? If I could be just a little smart aleck, let your face show. But we should be the most blessed people on the face of the earth, and we can be. If we will take the word of God, apply it to our heart, and dig out a relationship with God and never stop growing. If we will engage the power of God, if we'll engage the word of God in the, in the way that God expects and the way that God wants, and that we'll live in accordance with his will and his purpose for our life, you will have the best blessed life around. It doesn't mean you'll have the most money, but you'll have the blessed life. That's just the way that God works. Praise the Lord. So tonight, as I'm coming to a conclusion, will anybody join with me in carving out and digging out a relationship with God that leads to blessing? Not just, and when I say blessing, I don't want to, I know how we, the Christian society today has labeled blessing. Not necessarily we, but the, the Christian society has labeled blessing. Uh, you know, oh, I need, a, I need my blessing today. There is a certain amount of God in our scripture text that even said that he knows that we have need of these things. So there's, there's, there are basic things that God's just going to supply. But I want more of God than just the basic. I want more of God than just the ordinary. I want more of God. I, I'm not satisfied. I'm happy. But I'm not satisfied with just a mundane relationship with God that lacks power and lacks, uh, lacks depth and lacks uh, the, 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 the will of God and the purpose of God. I'm just not satisfied with that. It's not, I just can't be satisfied with a relationship with God that sits me on the pew all the time. That's just me. 
But there is a there is a place. There is a place in our God that we can get where when we grow, we're blessed. And the more we grow, the more we're blessed. If you'll stand tonight, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. There's unseen blessings for everybody in this building. There are unseen blessings. I don't know what they are. I don't know what God has for everybody in this building. I don't know your future. But your future is blessed if you stick with God. If you engage God in the relationship that He desires, your future is full of blessing. And so tonight, we're not jumping and shouting and we're not hooping and hollering. But I, I want a depth. I, I, I'm having trouble right now communicating how I feel. But I want more. I, okay, not I want. We need a relationship with God that's greater than where we're at right now. And your relationship with God may be fine, but there's more. Is there anybody here that wants more of God? Is there anybody here that needs more blessing from God? So God wants to change our mindset. God is ready to change the way we perceive Him. He is ready to change the way that we hear Him. And let's get bigger in God. Let's stretch for God. And let's put God first in our lives. Praise the Lord. You know God's awesome. God's awesome. And uh, He never, I actually want to bring this up. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. the other day somebody said that God does leave you sometimes no he doesn't no he doesn't and so if we maintain a little parameter God will stay right there with us in our little parameter but it's time folks it's time that we grow in God it's time that our minds open up to the totality of what God wants to do for us. It's time that we not anymore put parameters around God. When God says, I want to put something into your life or I want to take something out of your life, it's no no more can we put parameters around Him and say, no, I don't want to hear that. But it's time that we open our lives up and say, God, Thy will be done. To open our church as a collective body and say, God, use us in the will of God. Use us in the purpose of God and let our future continually grow with God that we may obtain the blessing, the unseen blessings that He has, not only as an individual, but as a collective body. And so tonight, if you're here and it seems like the blessing of God has faded, I'm not trying to accuse anybody. I'm not trying to be negative. 
But perhaps, just perhaps, you've reached the maximum of your parameter. And it's time to grow a little bit more. And so if you need something from God, if you need anything from God, then I'm going to open the front of this building and invite you to come down. God is here. And all you have to do is open yourself up to receive what God wants you to do. Don't try to figure him out. Don't try to figure out how he's going to do it, when he's going to do it, where he's going to do it, why he's going to do it. Just expand your mind and say, God, you're able. If there's something here that you have been feeling like, God, there's no way you could even handle this. This is too big for you. This person is too lost for you to reach. This miracle is too big for you to perform. I want to tell you, no, it's not. It's time to expand our thinking. It's time to expand our minds and to realize that we serve God Almighty. He's a powerful God. He's an awesome God. And He is able to do anything. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So if you need something from God, don't come up to the front doubting. Come up to the front expecting it. Come up from the front and say, I'm going to receive from God tonight what I need. Because God, however you want to do it, I've opened my mind. I've opened my heart. I've opened my life for you to do what you want to do with me. If you need something from God tonight, come up front. Y'all come on and let God minister to you in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. There's blessing. There's blessing. There's blessing.